morning, everyone. Um, last week we talked about um, longing, the experience of longing, uh, which is wanting something that you can't have. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit tonight about possessiveness, which is about a, a fear of losing something that you have. Um, <clears throat> when we think of the kind of syndrome that everyone experiences to one degree or another, it's been summed up by one um, Zen writer as the, the I, me, mine syndrome. And the, the mind part speaks to the possessiveness, perhaps. Um, when we reflect on the things that we can become possessive about, the obvious things are material things. Um, but I'm not sure that they're really the things that give us the greatest problem that we become possessive about. Um, we can become possessive of other people and also what we can become possessive about is, um, is ideas, you know, or stories, uh, things more of a, an intellectual nature too. And uh, even in the Dharma it happens. Um, sometimes I have had people in the past who come along here from a, with a different practice background. Um, and I've told a story which comes from the Zen tradition. They say, well, that comes from the Thai tradition or, you know, that comes from the Tibetan tradition. That, that's not a Zen story. Uh, it doesn't really matter, really. Um, it, and it's my practice not to get possessive that it's to do with Zen. You know, it's just as well it's another person's practice not to be possessive or wherever it comes from. Um, it's like it doesn't really matter whether wheels were invented in China or Tibet or Japan. You know, they're wheels and people can use them for a good purpose. So even in Dharma you can get um, possessiveness occurring. In the therapy realm you can get possessiveness occurring. Um, we talk about a particular therapy and someone says, yeah, but they do that over there. They've always been doing it over there for a long time. Well, it doesn't matter, really. As long as it's useful to people, it doesn't need anyone possessing it, really. Mm -hmm. um, but when we are possessive, it's, it's probably worthwhile using this as a theme of one of the kind of mind states or stuck mind states that we can get caught up in. The possessive mind. And when you go into it, if, you, if it, it, everyone was just to sort of evoke what it's like to feel possessive of something or someone or some idea and, and the kind of experience that it creates, um, it's not a very pleasant one, is it? Kind of tight and insecure. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we have that experience of possessiveness, whatever object it might be of, I guess um, it's important to recognise that, that that's what it is, like put a, put a name to it, because when we're being possessive, like when we're being angry um, or jealous, whatever, we're usually, our thoughts are going towards 
um, blaming someone else for making our life miserable in some kind of way, mm-hmm. or threatening us in some kind of way, and they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you come back to the actual experience that you feel inside, when you feel that possessiveness coming up and you want to hold on to something, um, is experience the holding. What, what does the holding feel like? What do you actually do physically when you're holding on? And really the next question, the next practice question to ask if you realise that you're, you're in that possessive state and you're holding on to something, is can I surrender to it? Can I, can I surrender to non-possessiveness? Mm-hmm. Can I acknowledge the, the stuckness which is there and go into it? And if we go into that experience, um, what we would usually find there is some sense of insecurity. That something's being taken away. If you're willing to just be with the sense of insecurity, then it, something there's a letting go process. And I guess letting go is the antidote to possessiveness. You recognise first that you're holding on to something and then there's a kind of letting go. Now it occurred to me when I was thinking about this talk, when you put it in context, that the, um, the, the partner in crime to possessiveness, so to speak, is stealing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the other side of it that goes along with it is that we might want to hold on to our possessions or our ideas or whatever it is. Um, but on the other hand, there's people grasping, trying to steal things from other people as well. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be a counter to it. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to take something that's my property, and it actually is my property and it belongs to me, and it's important to me, then of course it would be appropriate to make some appropriate response to stop someone stealing it. Um, but there's, there's interventions and there's interventions and there's one, one that comes from a kind of place of anxiety and narrowness and, and there's, a, there's a response that comes that's just, it's just something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. There isn't necessarily any great emotion of attachment to it. It's just something that needs to be done because it's not appropriate for people to steal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about material possessions, you know, that I'm talking about stealing people's time or stealing people's stories or their, um, their ideas, whatever it might be. It's much, much more when you look into it. Possessiveness is far greater than, than just material possessions. But a good one to work with if it comes up. It's one of those, those things that's often good to make a, a sort of a practice of focusing on something specific to work on. So you, you know, maybe even you work on it for a week and you just keep it in the back of your mind and just notice when possessiveness comes up. Recognise it. Put a word to it. Feel the experience that comes with it, which is some form of um, unhappiness or dissatisfaction being willing to look what blocks a sense of well-being and surrendering to it. Mm-hmm. 
And that way it's a practice of letting go and we undo that, that clinging type of experience to life.